welcome to this week's episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast, usually set in my homebrew world of calendars, my being me, being Carla, usually your GM, but we are doing a special uh, one-shot episode spread, spread over two, so it's a 2.1 shot, <laughs> spread over two episodes, so please do go listen to last week's episode, as Tristan just reintroduces the game and himself, as he's our uh, GM for this, and then we'll jump right back in. So Tristan... Hello, this is me. I'm Tristan, and uh, I'm your GM for part two of the Last Papyrus one-shot. We last left our heroes waking up from a, a rest on the ship, the great Biblis Chaser, with the Jif and uh, captained by Lord Prentice Humphrey Turkeycock and his crew. And they are currently hearing cries of, Captain! Captain! up on deck as they have just woken in the early hours of the morning, thanks to... Sir Robert John, Lord Turkeycock's right-hand man. What do you want to do? How does the person shouting Captain sound? Are they, like, alarmed? Are they freaking out? Like- They're not freaking out. It just it sounds like a call for the captain, like, alarm, like, hey, I've just seen something. I need captain. Captain, captain. Okay, Rigel's going to run up the stairs. Suddenly young. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So Alyssa's like, so are you leaving Alyssa? Because Alyssa was helping yeah, you. Yeah, I just... Basically, I, I, I stopped. I, I didn't even stop. I just ran up the stairs. Alyssa's very impressed by this guy. She's like beginning to develop a, a young crush. <laughs> a young crush a young on crush. the old man. A young oh. old man crush. Because she knows he's not old. <laughs> One of the other airship pirate peoples uh, has swung out of their hammock and runs after Rigel. Uh, I'm going to look and see if there's any of those fancy hats. Like a pirate hat? Yeah. Make an investigation check. <laughs> 20. Not 20? No. Oh. oh, just flat 20. That's yeah. still good. You find a really small one that would probably be used on more like a teddy bear or, or like a halfling than, than a human. It still fit you, but like uh, it would look really weird. I'm going to use my hair clips and I'm going to jauntily it put it on my head. It's one of those, yeah. Yeah. Lolita style or whatever that yeah. thing is. But Molita, man Lolita. Yeah, and yeah. pirate. It yeah. looks awesome. Polita. One of the other papyrus in the room swings over the hammock, sees you, and just runs by looking at you and keeps running up the <laughs> and stairs. And I'm like, cool, right? And I point at it and I look at Doe and I say, hey, <gasps> we should put one on your bone face thing. I'm like, cool, I'll look for one. You go up. And then I do I just like walking past still face in book. And then I look, do I see another hat? Uh, where the one character that just ran by you at their hammock, there's a fedora. Uh, I'm like, oh, it's not Don't the you same. fedora me. Don't you fedora but, me. And then I'm going gonna, gonna to follow and I'm like, well, at least one of us looks cool. And I'm going to follow. <laughs> the Biblis like chaser. You just, see the, you just see the skull kind of go up a bit. And then go back down into the book. And then I realize I'm like, not that you don't look cool. I mean, you're a. Pretty, that's a pretty cool... And then the book slams shut. She's like, you talk a lot. Do I? I mean, I feel like... I mean... I don't know. Maybe. What's happening on deck? And then I'm going to put my hands next to my body and I'm going to walk up the stairs. Out of the lower deck to which there are lots of hats. Who's the one that you married me off to? Not Knuffin. Not Knuffin. It's all real. It's all real. Sorry. NPCs becoming PCs. What is Alyssa doing? Um, So Alyssa's going to wait for Doe to kind of go up before she she follows. So she's just... No, no, no. She's just really afraid of of Doe. So she's just going to hide behind like the hammock and just wait for him to go up and then she'll follow. Such traumatic experiences like crushing on the one person and frightful of the other. Yeah. Doe is terrifying for a small halfling. Doe is quite intimidating. Interesting wizard things. All right, so you get up onto deck. Um, the dawn is still to come. So there's just that, that soft blue in the sky, mm-hmm. um, not yet fully light. And uh, you see a couple of the, the pirates on the one side pointing out, like trying to look. And uh, Lord Prentice uh, Turkeycock comes up from what you know, um, Tavi, to be the captain's quarters mm-hmm. and he, he sort of trots out with Sir Robert John on hand and uh, the Baroness Frederica up at the top of the steering wheel sort of leans over there and everyone's watching on this one side of the ship looking out. Okay, I shout out, what do you see? 
one of them turns to you and goes, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Look, it's this weird twirling thing. I'm going to look. You okay. can roll a perception check. A perception check. 12. I'm also going to look. Yeah, All me right. too. All right, everybody who's looking, roll a perception. Uh, 21. 10. So, to uh, Tavi and Alyssa, it seems to be some sort of strange bird, doe? Mm-mm. Also, a uh, flapping bird, biggish, smallish, we can't be sure, but it's flying in the sky. Mm. Uh, you make out what seems to be a small uh, sky cycle or sky copter, like a Leonardo da Vinci kind mm-hmm. of helicopter jaw, someone peddling, and there's like these propellers spinning, uh, and you can make out a small humanoid figure piloting the thing. It seems to be coming towards you. Okay. How fast are they coming? Kind of slowly, actually. Okay. I am going to take a little figurine of a raven, of a silver raven, out of my pocket, and I'm going to summon it. It is going to turn into a real raven. Cool. I'm going to throw it up into the air, and it's going to turn into a raven. In a small shower of feathers, it does. Yes. So it can become a raven for up to 12 hours. And I can use animal messenger on it and it totally understands me and I can totally understand it. So I basically want to send it out to do some reconnaissance. Mm. Yeah. So this raven goes shooting out as a lot of the papyrus on deck kind of look up and go, wow. Father Mortimer, Fanny Fartle is not up there yet, so he has no uh, judgment on your magic yet. But the raven shoots out towards this small sky cycle and it gets there. Um, how does it feed back to you? Uh, it's a mind link. So can you see what it's seeing or more like you understand its thoughts? I understand. Raven thoughts. The raven gives you back a sense of um, mechanical peddling, uh, propellers. Uh, the small figure it seems to make out its gnome. It, it mm-hmm. knows what a gnome is. Um, it doesn't seem threatening because it sees this face and um, whatever this gnome is seems to be speaking to it that it can't understand, but it seems oh, to be okay. fairly friendly. Uh, the little gnome has tiny spectacles. Okay, well, I, yeah, I just told the bird to sort of stay stay with the gnome. Cool. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so when um, everybody went, wow, when the bird went up, um, Rigel remembered himself and then sort of crouched back over. <laughs> I grabbed his staff quickly and sort of... <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, oh I'm, I'm just this old man. <laughs> I think as Rigel looks to his right, he just sees Doe standing there staring at him. And then Doe walks, walks away. Alyssa is also definitely staring. I'm looking at the other people and seeing if anyone's fooled by this. I'm <laughs> laughing. Your team is there. Uh, in a moment, the sky cycle appears and um, people generally seem to make way for it. Like once, um, one or two shout out like, friend or foe? And, you know, friend or foe? And the thing kind of lands on the open spot of the deck. And this tiny gnomish figure uh, steps out and... Lord Turkeycock approaches it and says, Hello, what brings you to our ship? And this odd little gnome uh, introduces themselves. And can you provide for me a name for a gnomish professor? Teedle. Teedle? Gnome bottom. (laughs) Why gnome bottom? It's not polite to ask ask them. (laughs) Um, So the little gnome says, All right, um, Professor Teedle, gnome bottom. Uh, nice to make your acquaintance. Is uh, is this a biblish chaser? And um, the people nod. And uh, the professor carries on to say things like, Right, I've been studying shale in the upper atmosphere in those mountains over there. And for the past few days, I noticed some strange bangs and, and magical tremors. Noted them down. I've also seen some people on these flying beasts in the sky. And I just thought I'd take my chance to escape. Things are getting mighty weird there. I think I was lucky to make it to safety. Thank goodness you guys were out here in the, in the night sky. Thank you for taking me in. And Lord Turkey Carter says, oh, yes, guys, of course, it's not, it's not a problem. Um, we, we're taking strays, as you can see. And he points to the four of you. Uh, I tilt my hat forward a little bit. And I'm like, not me, I'm a pirate. And then there's one guy in the back who's, papyrus. Uh, and then I'm like, yeah. And I look, does everyone else say papyrus? Because then I'm like, papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, that happens. Doe walks back down to return the book. Oh, nice. And then, and then I, I and then I whisper to uh, um, Alyssa and and Rigel and say, "Don't worry, I'm st- I'm still with us." And then, uh, but I also want to be a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I never doubted you for a moment. <laughs> I'm like, plan, secret plan, still on. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> having a secret moment together. Alyssa's um, just going to kind of look at the both of them quizzically and be like, yeah, guys, this is... This I'm is, totally a part of this. This is going to be fun. <laughs> the same guy that corrected you to say it's papyrus um, pipes up and, and shouts at the gnome professor and just says, what do these beasts look like? Oh, yes, I wanted to ask you if I can roll insight to figure out what kind of flying beast would be able to carry people. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily have to uh, roll, you know, that there are birds big enough. Um, yeah. Pegasi. Mm. But he said wyverns. beasts. Yeah. A Pegasus is not really a beast. No. It's like a flying, like, unicorn thing. It's not Horse. really. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not really something that I would call a beast. Yeah, it's probably more of like the dragon-y type yeah. things. Okay. To be fair. And you see the gnomish professor take off uh, his glasses and, and looks out into the bluish light sky as the, the dawn rises and he goes, like that! And as oh you turn around behind you, these giant bats <laughs> up into the sky just in line with the boat. And can you please roll initiative? Oh, gosh. Wow, that was terrible. Yep. I'm Ten. I'm initiative right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes, just so we can we can deal with you in the okay. order of, of things. Natural 20. Ooh, jeez, dude, you're rolling like 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. I've got very high, like, other skills. So 23 in total, but nat 20. All right. Um, Tavi, what was that? 23 in total, but nat 20. Nat 20, 23. Doe? Nine. Alyssa? Nine. All right. So, Tavi, you're up first. You're the first to respond. Um, three giant bats have just winged up over the side of the ship, and you can now see them hovering there, and there are three robed figures riding them. What do you okay. want to do? Uh, how big are the bats? To carry a human, as a Roger was investigating in their mind, fairly large. They're not... They're... Think of, like, a horse-sized bat, which is hectic. Uh, mm. So I mean, there's there's space for okay. How f like how do they look menacing? They look like beasts that have been tamed to do something for the rider. They don't necessarily look like they're invested in causing grief. They're just following. Uh, sorry. Also, the riders. Do the riders look like they're preparing yeah. to attack? Yeah. Okay. Do. Cool. Um, one or two of them have like a crossbow out. And I'm a thunderclap. Cool. How does that work again? So you create a burst of thunderous sound that can be heard up to 100 feet away. Each creature within range other than you must succeed on a constitution saving throw. We'll take 1d6 thunder damage. And this is uh, only enemies, hey? Hmm? Only enemies or everybody? In the, in the range, but I'm going to do it off the side of the ship so that it expands from the outside of the ship cool. outwards towards them. Fantastic. I like that plan. And even though I don't have to do it like this, I'm going to lean my hands forward and I'm, and I'm going to do like two monk kind of like, you know, those like open hand pushes. And I'm going to one hand forward, one hand forward, hands out and clap them together. And then I'm going to push with both my hands. Oh, cool. Like Kamehameha. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's exactly what happens. Um, the one rolls a 19 for the constitution save. That's enough. The other one, 18. Yeah. And then the last one, maths, 14. Cool. So the 14 one didn't make okay. it. And it also includes the bats, eh? Yes. This is just one roll for this thing. Oh, okay. Cool. This is, so yeah, I'm using one particular class of thing that rides a bat. It takes five. Five damage. Oh, no, wait. Plus three, eight damage. Cool. And then I'm Is going... it not if the ones who succeed take half damage? Hmm. Hmm? No, I don't think Thunderclap works like that. No, you succeed or you don't. Uh, it's not Thunderwhip. No. And then I'm going to take a step back behind someone who looks pretty burly and like <laughs> casually not hide behind them, but also not, not hide behind them. Got you. So Robert John is close enough and you just kind of... And, and I, I'm, I'm going to lean back and I'm going to use like, you see what I did there? And like casually lean behind him. The... <laughs> 
<laughs> rest of the crew, one of them shouts, Aye, lads! And then another one says, Aye, lads! And everyone just like scarpers and they start, they like get to stations essentially. Um, Lord Turkeycock like starts bolting for the, the stairs up to the, the top, what, what, where the Baroness is piloting, I suppose. Um, and one of the, the bats, riders, the one that you just hit, comes swooping onto the deck and lands and this insane human on it jumps towards you and is going to attack you twice with their scimitar does a 11 hit your armor class i assume not no does a non-natural 20 yes <laughs> 14 damage um <laughs> hold on what what kind of attack is it uh, a melee attack with a scimitar uh, slashing okay that's fine all right cool 14, 14 slashing damage. damage as the thing comes on. Um, another of the bats in the back comes swooping by and to Alyssa is going to use their darts. Like also, a, uh, sorry, as an aside, if anything comes, I, I get attacks of opportunity, being a monk, as an aside. Like uh, anything within five foot range. Okay, I okay. get to punch it. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So like not them leaving, them entering. Yeah, if you enter cool. my space as well, I think. Yeah. Mm. Cool. That's cool. cool. So um, this other one... Because I'm quick like that. I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> the one swoops by and does a little dart attack at Alyssa. And seven doesn't hit. This dart goes into the, the floorboards beneath you. Rigel, your turn. Oh, already. Okay. So Rigel is going to stand up straight and he's going to slam his staff because he has something called the Staff Charming um, onto the deck and shout out at the closest person that's flying in. Mm. Stand down. He's going to use his casting command. Okay. And that just works? How's it, how's it I don't know. Command. So stop. You have to follow it. Uh, I don't have to make like a wisdom check for it, hey? Uh, I imagine you might would. have to make a saving throw for yeah. it. I don't know. It just says while holding Hold the on. staff, use an action to expend a charge to cast either charm person command or comprehend languages using your spell save DC. So then let's just check how command works. Mm. Saving, okay. Wisdom saving throw. He's not very wise. Okay. So it is... 15? I think it's... It is 13. So what happens if they pass? I don't know. It doesn't Nothing. say anything. Oh. Nothing, I'm assuming. So you, you yell at this one that has jumped off on the deck and attacked mm. your friend. Stand down! And the the human... This one doesn't have a, a mask on, but its mm. face is like battered and looks... Is it undead? Hectic. No. They okay. don't, definitely don't look undead. They just look like they've been corrupted okay. um, by whatever this cult following is. And he just spits in your direction. Okay. Well, I'm assuming it didn't work because obviously if I looked like a real wizard, like if I'd done it hunched over, like at least with a little bit more facial hair, it would have worked. Exactly. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to do for your turn? No, I don't think I can do anything. I'm not going to move. You're going to move. You're just I'm trying there. to protect people now. Got you. Got you. As... Doe, it's, it's your turn now, and running up from the lower decks as you were making your way down, I think that's where you were going, hey? Father Mortimer Fanifarthel runs up, and he goes, Ah, oh yes, I have this thing, I have this thing, I went to bring it to you. Um, yeah, yeah, take this, take this. And it's a, it's a wand, it's like a wooden okay. magical stick. But, like, Doe's holding the book, and obviously the book is very big because she's a halfling. Mm. So she's just, like, he takes holding it, the book up. Takes it from you in one hand. Okay. And she takes the wand, and then she turns around, and she starts walking back up. Right. Use it wisely, right? Protect us. Thank you so much. Oh, ooh, ah, this book, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so that's muttering to himself. Uh, it's your turn. What do you want to do? Uh, she's going to cast Chill Touch so you... at one of the bad flying people. Um, so one of the ones still flying. There's one still flying next one's to the ship. One is just swooped by, and one's on the deck. The furthest one. Furthest one. So the one still hasn't moved at all. Um, how does that work? You create a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of the creature within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the creature to assail it with the chill of the grave. On a hit, the target takes 1d8 necrotic damage. and Well, 2d8 because we're devil. Thanks. And it can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. Until then, the hand clings to the target. Cool. So roll it. 12. Doesn't hit it. So this ghostly skeletal hand appears in the, the dawn light and it seems to try grab onto this person, but as it closes the fingers, it just disappears into wispiness. The the wand, is that an action? Depends. What do you want to... Do you know what it is? Do you want to just use it without knowing? 
Well, she can cost identify. Is that a bonus action or an action? It says costing time 11 minutes. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, you tell me what you want to do. Basically, she, like, does she know what the wand is? Does she know what the wand will do? She's assuming it will attack something. I will tell you what you feel when you hold it. It feels okay. incredibly powerful, mm-hmm. but it also feels chaotic in the sense that it, it doesn't feel like it has one clear purpose, but multiple, that it has multiple potentialities and essentially is random energy. So it's a wild magic wand. Something. Kirsten is giving Tristan like <laughs> doe eyes right now. Okay, can she try and attack with it, or is that an action? I think in your next turn, yeah, you okay. can definitely do that. At the end of your turn, uh, Professor Teedle Gnomebottom comes sprinting past you and just dives headfirst into the lower deck. Okay. It's gone. Alyssa, it's your turn. Okay, so how many, where, where's, where are these bats situated? So the one's flying? The, yeah, the one is just souped by across the deck, so it's now on the opposite side. There's one that's still at where they appeared first, and then okay. there's one on the deck. Okay. And it's not really attacking anyone. It just kind of has landed and its rider has jumped off and it's kind of just sitting there. Okay. So the one that's in the air but that's closest to me, mm-hmm. I would like to cast Tidal Wave. Oh, my greatness. <laughs> you conjure up a wave of water that crashes down in an area within range. The area can be up to 30 feet long, up to 10 feet wide. So how far are the two that are... How far is 20 feet? I think 20 feet is a fair width for a ship, yeah? Yeah, so the, the ship itself is like 20, 25 feet wide. So I rate if it's 30 feet wide, you might be able to. You'll definitely catch two. You might catch three. Yeah, so I'm going to try and catch. So how many are in the air? Just two? Just the two. Okay, I'm going to try and catch those two. How high is the wave? Um, 10 feet, what is it? 30 feet long, up to 10 feet wide, and up to 10 feet tall. Okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, each creature in that area must make a deck saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 4d8 bludgeoning damage <laughs> and is knocked prone. On a successful save, a creature takes half as much damage and isn't knocked prone. The water then spreads out across the ground in all directions, extinguishing... Oh, gosh, never mind. Maybe I should think about this. Extinguishing unprotected flames in its area and within 30 feet of it and then vanishes. There, there are like one or two lanterns lit, but nothing hectic is going to happen with that. So don't and worry. it does say it's up to you, so you can decide. Mm. Mm. Okay, so yeah. You can frame the, the tidal yeah, so wave. So I'm just, I'm just aiming it at those two, so cool. away from the... So you'll, you're going to hit the, the, the enemies in the middle on the ship and the one that's just swooped by. Yes. Um, not the one originally that appeared. So yeah. one of those things uh, will say the... The one that's landed rolled at 22. Okay. So that's, it'll still take half. Mm-hmm. The other one rolled a one. Deep, mm. yeah. Roll so, your damage. So give me some damage, and I so imagine you can do that double. my damage double. is 4d8. No, take 4d8. 20. Nice. And then the other one takes half that, eh? Yeah. The one on the deck um, gets sort of pushed along and takes the damage and the one along with you just gets pushed out of your space if you want oh i get to punch it as it goes past you can punch it as it goes by yeah i'm gonna do that the other one in the air just gets hit by this wave and hits the deck crashes against the stern so to the one side and then goes tumbling over the end of that ship Uh, and you hear that uh, wilhelm scream as the (laughs) one rider just grabs onto the end of the balisade sort of side of the ship but the bat is gone uh 21 21 damage. Oh, to, to hit. hit. To hit, it definitely hits. Uh, seven damage. Seven damage. I'm going to be like, try and stab me. Cool. Anything else for your turn? I was just going to say, oopsie. <laughs> um, the yeah. bat that hasn't moved, the one that's in its original position and its rider, um, are going to fly towards you and, and try like charge and attack you and it's going to land and then the guy's going to jump off and slash the scimitar at you. Okay. Ooh, it's a nat 20. And uh, an Ooh. eight. I'm assuming eight doesn't hit. Mm-mm. But the scimitar definitely hits. <laughs> All right. You take 29 slashing damage. 29. Yeah. As this this rider and this bat have just, you've just wrecked But you've friends. got to roll the dice twice. Eh? You don't yeah. just double it. Correct. So yep. I rolled, that's why I rolled so many dice. Okay. But you only add the thing once. 
Yeah. So that is what I have done. 26 slashing damage. And uh, this bat is just, it's made the best collision with you. And its rider is like filled with demonic rage. He knows he's going to die though. Maybe. Top of the round. Tavi, it is your turn. Uh, Cool. Let me see what I can do. A rider has just been whooshed away from you in ways. You are now no longer engaged with anything. How many are there? Um, One. One is hanging over the edge. One is nearby. One is still in the air attacking. No, one is now down attacking Alyssa. There are still three, but they're all over the place. Okay. I'm going to, the one that's closest to me. Yeah, we'll say the one that swooped by. Yeah, I'm going to punch it in a flurry of blows. So I punch it three times. You run up. This cultist person is still standing from being hit by a tidal wave. And you just walk up as its face is dripping. You just... Bah, 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 roll it. God, is so happy. Uh, 20. That'll hit. One to hit. 17 to hit. That'll hit. 17 to hit. Cool. Everything hits. You land all your blows. Plus 7, 7, 14, 21 damage. Fantastic. As I punch, 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 and then I'm going to jump back away, and I'm going to find, once again, the buffest person I could see and stand (laughs) behind them. Do you have a free disengage? Is that what you're doing? Uh, Because otherwise they'll get an opportunity of attack. I'm going to spend one key point to... Let's you disengage. Disengage easily. Cool. And then you get into some, let's say, like third cover yeah. or whatever. Fantastic. So you you pummel this human being who then just hangs there limply. They're looking really bedraggled and beaten, bruised. The one eye is swelling over here. Blood is coming out of their mouth. They're not looking great. And as it is their turn, you, f- you flee to cover. They're going to just chase you and madly try to splash at you with the scimitar. Oh, okay. Well, so I'm as they gonna... come into the range with you, you get to attack it, right? Uh, I th- or no, was that a different thing? I think, yeah, my hmm? attack of opportunity lets me do that. I, I don't even know what this is, but so I hope you're telling the truth. <laughs> no, you can make an opportunity oh, only when they move out of my range. Okay, yeah, that's normal. normal yeah, sorry. Um, well, so I'm going to run away mm. and then because it's doubled, I run 80 feet away. Oh, so it's not even going to reach you. Um, I run away. <laughs> totally fine. So the person is just going to get because engaged the with spending that key makes yeah. a double. One of the nearest um, swashbucklers is going to fight wildly like a feral beast. Uh, the other one is hanging over the edge. You see if they make it up. They do. Um, you see one of the cultists pull themselves up over the ledge again, also drenched with water, and they're just going to run back into the fray. And uh, Rigel, they're going to come up behind you and just try. Attack you. Okay. A nine doesn't hit you, but does a 16 hit you? Yes, a 16 definitely hits me. Okay. And it's just a a scimitar attack. Just a scimitar attack. Just. (laughs) Just in space, guys. Uh, Oh, no. It's 20 slashing damage. Are you joking? I rolled sixes, guys. 20. Okay. No, that's 20 slashing damage as another... these, These... Cultists, these people seem to be imbued with some sort of strange power. It's not normal. But Rigel, it is then your turn. Okay. Um, And because I got injured, I am going to cast fear. So everybody within 30-foot range has to make a wisdom saving throw. Fantastic. You have to get 13, otherwise you are paralytic with fear. And whatever your fear is. I, th- I think okay. we said how wide the 20 foot was the width wide, of the Wide, but how thing. long is the ship? Oh, yeah, and you said 80 feet, and the ship's probably not even that long, but you got yeah. far enough to not get into range from you that You said person, 20 so. damage, yeah? 20 slashing, yeah, yeah. So let's say you don't have to necessarily, you're like just outside. We'll say yeah. you, you made it outside. Um, but I will roll for the others if the two of you can roll for fear. So wisdom save. I have bravery. What, what do we need to get? We need to get 13. I so, got 13. I have advantage on saving throws from being frightened. Mm. Okay, 15. The That's one that attacks you got a nat 20. The next one got 14. And the other okay. one got 3. While frightened by the spell, a creature must take the dash action and move away from you by the safest possible route on each of its turns until there's no way to move. If that is the case... If the creature ends its turn in a location where it doesn't have line of sight to you, the creature can make a wisdom saving throw. 
So once it gets out of sight, it tries to overcome the fear again. The cultist that was engaged with Alyssa dashes away up the stairs and you see him sort of run by you towards the very end of the ship. So Alyssa, you get a free opportunity of attack. Roll a general weapons attack. So I got a 16, 1d4 plus 6. You hit, so roll that 1d4. 2. Plus plus six. <laughs> so it'll, it's eight. We did the math for you. Okay, cool. Rigel, what does it look like when he casts fear? What, what does it look like? Well, he has to use a white feather to cast it. But I'm assuming because he's Asimar, we can make it epic. When he casts fear, he gets that whole celestial, you know, glowing eyes. Mm. Like everything goes radiant. And then his voice goes like super deep. Full Gandalf, thou shalt not pass. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And the white feather that he uses is actually, like he can do wings. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So it's actually his own feather. And she goes, yeah. She does that weird, like negative colored. Yeah. Nice. And this is very impressed by this. (laughs) Young crush. Doe, it is your turn. What you want to do? So how many are still on bats? How many are still on bats? None, actually. None. Um, one bat is gone off the ship. The other one is perched nearby Alyssa, uh, and the other is sort of near the center of the ship, which was where Tabby initially was. Okay. Uh, she's going to cast Inflict Wounds on the rider of the bat in the center. Mm. So it's not on the bat anymore, but yes, on that, that rider is fine. How does it work? Cast it. It happens. Um, she walks up to him and touches him, and then he takes three d10 necrotic. To roll it, yeah. If it's if it just automatically happens. Uh, no, I need to make a melee spell attack. Plus four, so twenty-two. Yeah, it connects. Okay, three d10. Where do you touch them and how? She's a halfling, so I'm assuming like the kneecap. Just <laughs> <laughs> be like. Boop. Awesome. I, I used to be an adventurer until I took necrotic oh, damage to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 14 damage. You walk up to this cultist and you touch their knee and it just, it's, it's almost like you blow the knee back and it, this cultist drops to one knee as it's almost as if they're being cut by imaginary somethings and their clothes tear with their skin and it's just open cuts of flesh across their face like a fan. <laughs> And the eyes roll back in the head and the body slumps down next to you. Anything else for your turn? Uh, she <laughs> wants to sit on the bat. You will approach the bat and then you can uh, make a free animal handling check for me. Why not? Okay. And then we'll resolve that when we get back. Nope. What'd you get? Nope. What'd you get? It wasn't Three. a natural one. Okay. I just want to take a little natural one. Just Fantastic. No. <laughs> we just know it's no. Alyssa, turn. Um, so the guy, the one that injured me, is that the one that Doe killed? Uh, no, the one that injured you ran away from you. Okay. Because it got frightened by Rigel. Do I see it? Who? The, the person? Yes. Yeah, he ran up the stairs behind you and ran up to where um, Tavi had run further away as well. So is running an action? Yeah, it's a movement. Okay, so movement. I'm going to follow. Yeah, you can catch him. And then once I catch him... <laughs> Tavi is watching this happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am going to cast. Can't cast fireball because in the ship. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! It's in the adventure. adventure. Um, I want to cast them vampiric touch. Ah, that's the smart one. The touch of your shadow wreathed. Breathed hand can oh, siphon right. life force from others to heal your wounds. Make a, a what? Yeah. Melee Shadow spell reef. attack against a creature within your reach. On a hit, the target takes 3d6 necrotic damage and you regain hit points equal to half the amount of necrotic damage dealt. Hmm. Until the spell ends, you can make the attack again on each of your turns as an action. Roll it. Okay, so 3d6. No, you first roll, roll attack. your attack. So uh, with your, add your spell attack bonus. 23. And then the damage, so that's 3d6. Correct. Eight. Oh. And you take four healing. So you walk up and you, you grab this human where? Like on the throat, in the wrist? Yeah, his face. 
<laughs> just like palm, face palm. Uh, and there's these black tendrils that curl out of your fingers and then pull back from the person and he sighs in pain as you feel slightly better. Mm-hmm. And they feel slightly worse. Mm-hmm. It is then, I'm assuming that's your turn? I can't move again, hey. I mean, you could... No, I think you use most of your movement to get up there. It's theater of the mind. We're not keeping exact uh, measurements. The last member alive has seen their mate get torn to shreds and whistles for the one bat. And you see it like look up and it starts scrambling towards the, the edge of the ship and jumps. And he's going to try extricate himself from the swashbucklers that he's in combat with. But they manage to land a hit. I just want to roll their damage for him just in case. Oh, my greatness. As he's trying to flee, he gets cut down and stumbles, but then gets up and he just kind of half bails off the ship as he tries to flee. The bat leaves as well, so you can't tell if he made it or not, but he has fled from the battle. It's the top of the round, Tavi. So there's the guy near me, right? Yeah, you've just seen uh, Alyssa come up and do what she just did. And he's the only one left. He's the only one left. I'm going to peep over the sides. Is, is the other guy like clinging to the you ship watch or him anything? And he's, no, he's not clinging to the ship, but he's falling. And the bat is also falling, trying to catch him. I'm going to thunderclap off the edge. Okay. So you like peek over. Bam! And I'm going to come out the hat to, the, <laughs> to him and be like, boom! All right. Do I need to roll? Uh, yeah. Constitution. Constitution saving throw. That's not good. Seven. Uh, okay, that fails. Mm-hmm. Three damage. Four. <laughs> so this sound wave, you can like, see the wave push the clouds out the way as it goes towards, and you hear that, that Wilhelm scream again of the guy going, ah! um, okay. but he just seems to rocket a bit to the side, but the bat is nearby enough to grab him. I'll just like sort of step out of the way, of like five foot step out of the way of um, Alexa and... This man, I'm gonna let her, uh, Alyssa. I'm gonna let her do her, her thing. Okay, you just like yeah, game yeah. recognized game. Cool. Uh, then it is this person's turn. That's also just been uh, touched, as it were, and uh, he's just like, nope, nope, I'm out, I'm out. This is not what I, I signed up for. Cool. And is also gonna try flee. So you get an opportunity attack. Yes. So I am going to. It has to be a melee. Yeah, it has to just be a regular weapons attack. Like a weapon. I'm you're gonna, just reacting. I'm gonna going, take <gasps> my dagger and. Stab him in the back. Cool. Boom. Roll it. Okay. So 19. Yep, that hits. So roll the damage. Nine. Good grief. Cool. So he flees. You stab him. He kind of arches his back in pain, but he keeps stumbling. Uh, and likewise, he doesn't have his timing down, so he tries to leap over the, the balustrade at the edge of the ship and then only whistles for the bat. And he just kind of whistles and then bails. <laughs> and you see the, the bat kind of just chilling amongst the, the leftover yeah. swashbucklers on the deck go, oh, yeah, okay. And then runs and kind of swoops off the side of the ship. So do they fall into the water? Do we see, do we you're, see like You're not even on the water. You're in the sky. This is a flying airship. Okay. <laughs> uh, and therefore, there are no more enemies and you are out of combat. What do you want to do? Um, can I send my raven after them? Yeah. Okay, because it's still a real thing for like 12 hours. So So you send the raven. Mm. Um, in a few minutes, you you get the, the thoughts from it mm. being like, really big bat, big ass bat. <laughs> uh, and then it, it, it feels... Big bat, big bat, big bat. <laughs> a bit scared. Um, and you can tell that it's now being chased. Mm. It's it's like trying to flee for its life. And then a few minutes later, you don't get anything back. I, I'm going to look at the one I thunderclapped. Is it flying in a direction? Is it trying to go anywhere? If you peek out over the, the edge, in the distance you see a, a giant bat sort of curve up and away. You can't really make out whether there's a rider on it or not. Can okay, I can I see where it's going? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's heading east. Sort of in the direction of the sun that is now risen. Uh, I say, well, the bats are going that way. And I'll point. Who do you say that to? There's sort of how everyone. Many, how many feet are the bats? How many? Away? F- oh, uh, like a load. Like 120, maybe more. They've like. No, is it 120 or is it not? Because I can still attack at 120. Oh, uh, that's true. Say 150. Oh, rude. <laughs> God. Worst. You could still try. Anyway, so you say that the Baroness who has been by that wheel, turns to you and goes, Hey, that's a good idea. Eastwards is a good heading. Uh, I look at everyone and I say, Is it? 
Okay. Um, yeah, so so Rigel is going to go down on one knee and he's going to say in a very angsty manner and he's going to be crying and he's going to be so much death and unnecessary violence. We must go east to rectify the situation. We need to tell these people that they are doing wrong. The uh, Lord Prentice Humphrey Turkey Cock walks up to you and with a big meaty hand puts it on your shoulder and says, <coughs> get up there, lad, get up. Uh, no need to uh, be dramatic about it. Yes, let's, let's go east. Um, I think uh, the Keeper of Terms has uh, given us a heading. I think that's where we'll be going. Yes, uh, no, don't, uh, chin up, chin up. Uh, I'm going to head over to where uh, Doe is standing and I'm going to like sift through the body. That gross body. My yeah. Joe. Doe's casting identify cool. on the wand. Give me an investigation. Uh, no, and it's a spell. For, uh, sorry, Carla. Give me an investigation oh. for looting the bodies. And how does the spell work? Uh, it just says you choose one object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If it is a magic item or some other magic imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use and how many charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. That'll do. Uh, here you go. The bookmark is there. You've got a wand of wonder. You may Ooh. use it as you see fit. Eva! Uh, 24. <laughs> 24 uh, for investigation. So on this little cultist, I feel like there's a children's riddle in that. They've got maybe a couple of copper coins, 10 copper, like two silver, not a lot of money. They have a scimitar, a dart, and... Pretty boring clothes. One of them, which happens to be this one, uh, in fact, also has a drawing. Okay, I've... of uh, some complex interlocking pentagrams. I'm gonna. Uh, is it Arcana? I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, if you want to roll an Arcana, if you, what are you sensing for magic? Mm. You want to see if it's. Magical? I want to see if it's a magical symbol or. Twenty-four. What is Tavi's history with demons and demonic things? So I mean, studied, and I guess I don't know if I know about Do. I don't know about Do. Hey, Do. Do I know about you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she would actually have talked about it. So probably not. You just know she's obsessed with monsters. Okay. Yeah. So school stuff. They look like. A plan. They look like a map. They look like something someone needed to follow to set up these pentagrams. You don't know what for, but you assume with the way they're drawn, it's demonic. It's chaotic. It's bad. Okay. Can well, I... since I'm, I'm so good at investigation, I might not know anything, but I know like this one loves demon books. Hmm. So I'm going to lean over to Doe and I'm going to be like, psst. Look at this one. This one is amazing. And I'm like, shh, look at this. And I'm going to be like, in in Doe's black bone helmet face, I'm going to go, shh, look at this paper. And I'm going to like put it too, you know when someone puts something too close to your eyes that you can't read it? I'm going to be like, look at this. Okay, then she takes the paper and she removes it from her face. And I'm going to look at the wand. I'll be like, swapsies. No, but like she doesn't release the wand. She's like, just look at it. And then I'm, I, just look at it, it's beautiful. And then I'm going to be like one of those ones where your parents say, look with your eyes, not with your hands. And I'm going to go like I was going to touch That's it and nice. then I'm stop touching it and I'm, I'm just going to look really closely at it and be like, oh, cool one, bro. <laughs> cool one, bro. Okay. So I'll show you the paper. So she looks I'm like, like it's the... demonic. I know that. I thought you might be interested and can tell us more. It looks like a plan. Can she roll history? If you would like, yeah, roll a history or religion. Whatever you think would suit your inquiry. History. All right. 23. All right. You've seen these kind of pentagrams before. They're to do with summoning. They're to do with summoning demons. And there's a, a particular symbol that you keep seeing mm -hmm. that you don't remember studying yourself but you do remember seeing on the keeper of tomes desk the previous evening she like grabs she grabs tubby's arm but obviously her 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 hand is too small to fit up around tubby's arm mm -hmm. so and then she just starts walking down the stairs like pulling tubby and i'm like uh but like in an awkward low way like, she's not pulling it up, up oh, like right, this. Of she's, like, pulling it down. So Tavi's going to walk 
I hunched. Yeah. And I'm going to say, uh, Rigel, Alyssa, let's go downstairs for no particular reason. Together, um, but just us, no one else. Okay, bye. What do you want to do? <laughs> um, Alyssa is going to, she has a potion of healing, of supreme healing. Oh, my goodness. Of supreme healing. Yes, so you Sherbet. regain 10d4 plus 20 hit points God when damn. you drink this potion. Look at that. Look at you. The potion's red liquid glimmers when agitated. So Do you 10 agitate D4. it before you drink it or not so much? Are you really hurt? Well, I did take 25 damage. I thought it was 29. You know I'm It was, but then Christ. I got... She got... Yeah. All right, well, okay. you can I'm a chug it down. Well. Um, while you are chugging that down and the two of you are going down, you've just called yeah. for everyone to join you. Um, no, I've only called for our friends to join yes, us. Yes, sorry, sorry. Very specifically. Bit. Everyone yeah. here, physically, <laughs> around this table. Uh, Rigel, um, the Lord Prentice Turkey Cock, removes his hand from your shoulder and gives a general sort of announcement, mostly to the Baroness uh, staring, and uh, calls the order to descend. And you feel gravity envelop the ship uh, as it pounces forward and down, and the sun slowly rises. Okay. Well, we would have, I think, gone downstairs anyway. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you make your way there. What do you want to do? I'm I'm following Doe quite, and I'm yeah. I, and when I see they follow us, I'm like, Doe's got to tell us something. I think, or we're coming down for something else. I so, don't. Doe. Doe's just walking. She doesn't look back. She doesn't interact. She's just going to make a beeline for where she saw those pages. Mm -hmm. And she will, like, toss the desk to find those pages. You approach and you see um, Father Mortimer, Fanny Fartle, and he's got his hands on his hips and he's got his back to you as you enter the room. He's staring up at the map. So you're just going to approach the desk and start fiddling about. Yeah. All right. So he's going to turn and go, what? What? Hello? What are you doing? Pentagrams. I beg your pardon? Pentagrams. That, that is a thing, yes. What, what, is, what, what are you doing Where to my desk? And she's like tossing pages. Oh, there's some over here. There's some over here. Uh, there's them over there. So she's like going to pick up the pages and find which ones are matching their pages. He, he looks at you for a moment and then tries to grab it from you. Do you let him? No. So he, he... I'm going to use my halfling nimbleness to like whoop. Roll a... Roll a uh, Slide of hand, I suppose. I'm also gonna like ninja slap his hand. Be like, what you doing? Stab what you doing. <laughs> so I rolled a net 20. Uh, I think Carla just did. Yeah. As well. And you are also doing a thing. So he reaches and this both of you <laughs> one moves out the way, the other one slaps the hand, and he's like, Right, right, okay, fine. What is, let me see and I can help you. Like you just see a bone a bone skull look at you, and then I carry on looking at her pages. He sidles up. To you and tries to peer over your She's shoulder. She's comparing two. And I'm just holding my hand up like a karate <laughs> chop style. Like, I'm a, I'm a slap you. And the two of you? Don't make me slap you. Well, Rigel is leaning very heavily over <laughs> his staff. This time, not because he's being old, but because he's severely injured and he's uh, trying not to show it. Mm-hmm. He's trying not to show it. Yeah. Can I roll perception to see if he is. Yeah, How busy like are you doing well. what you're trying to do now? She, like, it's, it's quite easy to mash those pentagrams up, I okay. would say. All right, then roll a perception. Sorry, Alyssa. Um, Alyssa would like to do the same thing since she's always keeping an eye on Rigel. So you're perceiving Rigel? I'm natural 20. Yes. Wait, are you trying to all see if Rigel is like, okay? Not me, I'm ninja chopping back <laughs> So then it's more well, insight like than perception. Wheezing. Yeah. So is if he's wheezing, no. she's just Dude, going I to wheeze cast... Normally. She's like, going to cast <gasps> cure wounds. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, he's wheezing. You can cast Cure Wounds. You, what was okay, your role? Okay, well, if, if you're doing that, then... Yeah. You just see I mean, I don't look super healthy either. The I mean, um, Father Mortimer, Fanny Fartle, uh, suddenly takes in a quick deep breath and then walks over to the other side of the desk and you see him poring over two different books. I'm a, be- I'm a point at him and I goes, he knows something! <laughs> he looks up at you and, like, peers over his glasses and he goes, where did you get this? Where, this piece of paper, this pentagram, where did you get it? Don't you want to tell us what it means? It would help so, me telling you as soon as I know where it was from, but... I'm the bad people. I'd say that immediately. Those that just came on the ship? Yeah. Yes. Ah, you that's what it was. Points. Sorry, I rolled caca. So some healing happens. He looks across at all of you and says, All right, I've seen this before. I think it's, I think it's to summon a particular demon. It would make sense why they are stealing the paper as well. This particular demon needs the paper to be brought into this plane. Chartum. 
taught him is its name. Okay, does that mean anything to anybody? Yeah, can Roll I a history do a dash roll? History. 19. 22. Do I get advantage because I know demons? Yeah. I have 11. 23. The idea of the palimpsest is not lost on you who have heard of Chartum, right? It's a demon that calls forth a tear in time to reform uh, history and transform its sort of primordial essence. So basically it's the time infinity stone. Or this is what the cult thinks Chartum does. No one's ever actually brought Chartum to existence. And Fanny Fartle sees... Uh, the sort of recognition in your eyes and goes, I see you've heard of the demon. No. Well, it's Chartum. And he tells you exactly <laughs> what I've just told you. Yeah. Ah, I see. Um, that sounds cool. We should no. stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, <laughs> get the, also get the, also get the, and then I, and I'm like, also get the paper back. That means nothing. And it's not important whatsoever. It's for sentimental value to me. It's from my family. And I love my family. And I have a brother. And Alyssa and like, puts gonna... her hand on, um, on Tavi's uh, mouth and he's like, and says, we understand. And I'm like, thank you. From <laughs> under the desk, the gnomish professor <laughs> stands up. Um, professor Gnome Bottom goes, oh, is, is that something about a demon? And then I'm going to tutor it up. I'm like, you've been here this whole time. Have you watched a movie called In Bruges? <laughs> No. Yes. It's a moment when Colin Farrell's character does that to uh, someone. Gah! That's what I see happen. You don't even have to roll for that. It just happens. The gnome goes, ah! And he like collapses. Oh my <laughs> don't sneak up on, on people. Um, goes, <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm sorry. Why were you hiding there? Why are you so little? <laughs> Giant bats attacked the ship. I was hiding. And I'm like, I don't think a table is the best point. You know, there's another floor, right? For the ship. I don't know. I was scared. I just took the first thing that came that seemed safe. Anyway, um, <laughs> I suppose it feels like we're descending. You might be approaching Lookout Mountain. That's mm-hmm. the mountain I was studying. I was talking about earlier. Shale in the upper atmosphere. Very interesting. I'm going downstairs. And he like jogs by you. Maybe that's where they're planning to raise the demon. Because they came from there. They were there. Excellent idea, says Fanny Fartle. We are already headed there, though. Yeah, we were heading east, but I think we should definitely investigate Lookout Mountain now. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, the gnome said we're going downstairs. I mean, I could check. And then I'll start heading upstairs and being like, where are we going? <laughs> Do you follow? Um, Alyssa's going to follow. Tabby. Yeah, Roger will go up as well. He just... Joe is just staring at he the can't, other he can't be. He can't be... Outside and down. <laughs> like, well, he wants to be out in the open air. So even though like he's usually like slouching or whatever, because he's a little bit like under the weather, he wants to be like upright and outside and not gotcha. below some deck. Gotcha. Um, Alyssa gives Rigel potion of, just going to see, also potion of healing, supreme healing. Jeez. How many of these things do you have? Uh, I have nine left. Say Aww. what? How did you? Hmm, what is your background? I will tell you now. You must be like a noble or something. You must have purchased this. No. So he, um, not he, Alyssa belongs to the, under, the underworld. So she like steals yeah. a lot of things. So if this papyrus is valuable <laughs> to her, she might just steal it. So, I, I see that everyone's healing and I'm like, guys. And then I like flex my mouth and I'm like, Okay, so I give them two. I'll I'll give them each one. And I'm like, what is it? Sure. So Thanks. it's you regain 10d4 plus 20 hit Flat. points oh, when you geez. drink this potion. Holy crap. So all right, you can roll like that. everything, dude. I have literally gotten all my health back just from so you feel five great. of these. How's Doe? I was still full health. <laughs> but Doe is just trying to kill everyone from afar, so. All right. So Doe is still downstairs. You're just hanging out there. She's. She's having a stare at the library. After rolling six. With the keeper of tomes. He um he doesn't pay you much attention. He's now got a new like bit of information that he's suddenly making sense of the trajectory and the map and he's just hunting on. As the, the ship plummets ever further through the clouds, a light drizzle starts to pepper the deck, and you see that it's actually an overcast day now that you have descended beneath the clouds, and the dawn light is hidden 
by this overcast day and this softly raining morning. As you crest onto the deck, you can make out fairly easily over the side uh, these misas. The lookout mountain is actually mm. three misas uh, that the gnome professor spoke of. Uh, two smaller ones connect on either side to a large flattened top by rope bridges. And there's a crack of thunder in the distance. <laughs> there's a flash of blue light on the main mesa. Misa? Misa. Mm -hmm. uh, in the middle. So can you all please make for me a perception check, those that are on deck? The raven is gone, right? You assume it died. Okay. Natural Perhaps. 20. Unnatural 20. 18. You guys, so perceptive. You can make out that the glow is highlighting a huge pentagram that's been carved into the earth on the top of these three mesas. And you also notice, the 20, mm. a glowing figure with long hair and the billowing cape in the increasingly strong wind that's standing prominently near the center. And you make out, just for a second, imperceptibly, that it appears to turn towards the airship that you're on. And it feels like it's making eye contact with you. Mm -hmm. It's lank far away, but it's locked eyes with you. And there's a strange sensation that comes over you for a second. And then poof, it's gone. And a second later, there's a puff of bluish mist next to you. And this woman figure, ghost-like, is charging towards you with a sword. And she's going to make an attack on you. Do we see this? You will see it at, at the moment it occurs, yes. You don't see the distance. You suddenly just see next to Rigel this figure. 25 to hit and 22. Um, I'm assuming both of those things hit. Yeah, no, they do. I just wanted to check something because I thought I could actually do something against that to make you roll disadvantage. You take 14 slashing damage as okay. this ghost-like longsword cuts across you and then in a sort of cry of martial fury, mm -hmm. which is the actual mechanic, you're going to take... <gasps> now how much? 15 necrotic damage. Okay, I'm immune to necrotic damage. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So this, this cry kind of... You hear it, and it makes the sword glow dark for a second after you've just been cut, but okay. it, it makes no effect on you. Can the rest of you please make dexterity saving throws? Including me? No, not you. Sorry. You're not there. 19. <laughs> 10. All right. So this creature appears, slashes at Rigel, and then kind of juts out to you. It's like this weird teleporty whoosh attack, um, misses you, and then nearly lands you, but like cuts part of your cat suit. <laughs> oh, but if it comes side. past me, I'm going to punch it. It doesn't physically come by oh, you. Oh, okay. It's this weird like... <laughs> Have oh, you ever so played just Shadow appears. of Mordor? Yes, I know. Yeah, what you okay. That sort of wraith-like, okay. in right. fact. Um, and then at this point, we're going to use, just for now, the same initiative order. So, Tavi, you're going to be up next. I just want to check what Doe is doing downstairs. Uh, if she hears that crack of thunder, she's going to run upstairs. Okay, so when the crack of thunder yeah. comes. So, we'll say for your turn, you'll start on deck as well. Yeah. Okay, so Tavi, what do you want to do? Does it look solid, that thing? Bits of it. It's like half and half. Uh, it looks like it can move in and out of it actually so at the moment it's solid when it ends its turn it's okay. standing in front of all three of you how far is the misa with the the person on it a, again like maybe 100 feet 120 feet it's quite far but the ship is descending quite quickly okay i'm going to can i hold my action mm -hmm. to wait until we're in range so when we're in 60 feet away from that i'm gonna cast bonfire on mm. on that chick, like in that space. The chick is on the ship at the moment with you. So there's no more chick there? No, she's with you on the ship, but yeah, she's not down there. Oh, okay, wait, then I take yeah. it back. She poofed. Oh, okay. From snaps. there to the ship. All right. There's, a, there's other figures down there, but not this one that was seen by Rigel. Mm. So you didn't see the figure, you just saw the glowingness, and then suddenly there was this figure on the ship. Okay, this chick is looking, and she looks half-half, hey? Hmm. She's solid now. Uh, solid. Mm. She's solid now. Solid, but... I'm a puncher. Yeah, get in there. I'm a puncher and I'm going to spend a key point to punch her three times. Do it. So the one was like eight. <laughs> 21. No. Yes, that hits. And 16. That does not hit. Okay, so the one hits. 
Oh, mm-hmm. lame. Seven. You run up to this ghostly figure and you you whack it a crack in the side and it, it makes contact, but the figure just barely grimaces. Seven damage, you say. Yeah. All right, anything else for your turn? Um, I also, it needs to make a dex saving throw and a strength saving throw. Both at once. Yeah. So the dex is 11, the strength is 14. So <coughs> dex, it falls prone. Okay. You give it a whack and the force from the side is so strong that its legs fall out from underneath it and it falls prone. Yeah. Cool. Roger, do you have a, po- a chance to react? Oh, do I? That's amazing, except I'm the non-combat character. And, um, I, say, and I say, punch it! Because obviously everyone punches everything. Punch the lady in the face! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he would never do that. Okay. Oh um, I take out my, my staff of charming and I use it to cast charm person. Mm-hmm. Roll so, it. Oh, I need to roll a save, don't I? Yeah, wisdom saving throw, DC 13. 19. Oh, sorry, that was really loud. And I I look at you, I'm like, what are you doing? Punch her in the face. (laughs) And I just look really awkwardly back. Like, why why would anybody punch somebody else in the face? You say this. Because they stabbed you. And I'm like, because they stabbed my friend. Are you not my friend? Is that why you didn't? (gasps) Oh, we're not friends. (laughs) Quite upset. Alyssa's just kind of watching these two, like, just shaking her head. Like... I would punch anyone in the face for you, friend. I need better right. friends. Is there anything else you do for your turn? I, I, I'm just... Uh, You're like, oh, I'm not as charming as I thought. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's. I think it's because I just... I literally don't know what to do because I'm not combat I'm not confrontational. I'm. You have a stick. You basically have a stick you can hit people with. Yeah, but I wouldn't but ever wouldn't do, do that. that. Got you. All right. If that is your turn, Doe, it is... Your turn up next, and I will say, as you step up onto the, the deck, you recall from your many book readings, particularly most recently with Mortimer Fanny Fartle, that the image, the spectral figure you see on deck currently in combat with your party is the commander Valentina Juan Julia Alvarez. Who was previously good? Who was the person you read about in the Battle of Lookout Mountain, who was killed by betrayal? Okay. By being betrayed. <gasps> okay. Out of character knowledge. She is going to cast Chill Touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I have to roll? No, you roll. I don't, wait. No, you're saying she's a demon, right? So? You, you, I suppose you can know that she's undead. <coughs> Sorry. It makes a difference if they're undead or not. Can you tell if something's undead? Well, if, it, if she if recognizes it, it looks like she's undead. Dead. Dead. Yeah, so it's undead. Okay. So... That was the information I gave you. Was that this should be a dead uh, person. As an aside, once I knock to a prone, I'm going to walk away. Also, if you hit an undead target, it also has disadvantage on attack rolls until you end it. Until nice. you the end of your next turn. Awesome, awesome. So if you connect now. So I have. What's it? E 21. Yeah. Okay, so it has disadvantage on the next, all its attacks. All its rolls until I finish my next turn. Fantastic. And so then you do 2D8. damage as well. As an aside, so I only walk, like, Six even though necrotic. I walked away in my turn, I waited to see what, I was like, punch her in the face. And, I, yeah. and then when he didn't, I'm like, I would punch people in the face for you. And then I walk away. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, Alyssa definitely says out loud, I need new friends. <laughs> <laughs> you need, oh my God. Okay. So she gets hit for six necrotic damage okay. and there is a skeletal hand holding her. Good. Alyssa, your turn. Um, so. You're welcome, people. Alyssa is going to cast Wand of Enemy Detection. Wand. This wand has seven charges. While holding it, you can use an action and expend one charge to speak its command word. For the next minute, you know the direction of the nearest creature hostile to you within 60 feet, but not its distance from you. I can tell you for free that that is definitely an enemy in front of you. If I understand how this wand works. So... It detects enemies. There is definitely an enemy in front of you. On the ship. And if that gives you like a blinking detection, there is also a lot of stuff down. Not wand of enemy detection, wand of paralysis. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Sorry. Why do you have so many ones? This doesn't make any sense. I have two. Okay. So just I have wand of enemy detection and wand of paralysis. Makes sense. You're a wizard, I guess. Who steals stuff. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Klepto wizard. Um, Okay. 
Yeah, same seven charges. Um, and you want to cast paralysis, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay, how does paralysis work? So target must succeed on a DC 15 constitution saving throw or be paralyzed for one minute. At the end of each of the target's turn, it can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on itself on a success. 13 is not a success. So what? what is it? Paralyzed until for a minute. Yeah. And then okay. it can DC try to save itself again in its next turn. Cool. Very nicely done. So you you do that, and this you feel the magic work, and it and the, the body of this thing stiffens, and then that's the end of the first round. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Uh, the image glows, and without moving, it just goes poof into mist and is gone. How's it? Uh, thanks for listening. So it turns out that a nigh three-hour one-shot is better off in your ears in three parts. Go figure. Alas, the climactic finale is soon upon us. What does the spectral figure of Commander Juan Julio Alvarez want? How is that even possible? She should be like 50 years dead. What have the wizards stumbled upon and what will Lord Turkeycock's papyrus do about it? The final part of this holiday special one-shot concludes next week. Unless you're binging this in one go, in which case you could skip to part three right now. If you like what you hear, swing us a review on iTunes. It helps folks find us or get a hold of us on Twitter or Facebook at dumdumdie. That's D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E. Otherwise, if you like writing and chatting in the form of an email, our address is dumdumdiepod at gmail.com. Merry festives to everybody. (laughs) 